Today, we're joined by Mark Bloom and Andrew Ross, who head up the construction group of Aaron Fox. And we are going to be talking about how the construction group has been dealing with the COVID crisis and advising its clients. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Tony. So, gentlemen, let's assume that the project is essential or that uh, we're at a different phase where we're allowed to have additional construction projects, but there's going to be some requirement that it, it be clean or proofed of some sort. Can, can you speak on that issue? Is that a question you're getting a lot? Sure, Tony. Yeah, it, it's another very common question. To the extent construction is permitted to go forward, it's important to establish an action plan covering site safety and, and health. That responsibility is typically falling to uh, general contractors or construction managers, and rightly so, since they're um, traditionally responsible for site safety. And that action plan will uh, cover various um, safety considerations, and they are the ones we're seeing are are naturally following CDC and OSHA and Department of Health guidance on what constitutes um, safe and sanitary practices with respect to COVID-19. And examples of that are uh, additional hand-washing stations that are installed at the construction site and cleaning surfaces uh, on a regular basis, and also to the extent possible, practicing social distancing. That's a bit more of a challenge uh, on, on a construction project site because they're naturally not clean and finished like uh, typical commercial office space. Uh, in, in addition to following those uh, sanitary and safety practices, other actions that contractors can and should take uh, to support social distancing uh, are to look closely at the construction schedule, to do this in conjunction and collaboration with the project owner, and try to decide whether that work can be resequenced to uh, reduce congestion in parts of the construction site. Some contractors, we're told, are not only resequencing the work, but uh, employing additional shifts of labor, some daytime and some nighttime. And that's all done to try to keep people six feet apart from each other as they're doing the work. And again, to the extent feasible in a construction project. And finally, I would say what project participants seem eager to hear about is whether the construction manager and the subcontractors, general contractors and the like, are all in turn imposing strict discipline on their own labor forces before they get to the project site. So some owners or developers and some general contractors are looking downstream to the parties with whom they have contracts and they're saying, we'd like to know exactly what you're doing with your own personnel. Some of them are even requiring certifications from the various project participants to certify that they're following these safety and sanitary practices and reporting any incidences when their employees have either shown symptoms of the illness or been exposed to others who are 
confirmed to have the illness. And I would add that with regard to the safety um, process is that these action plans that contractors should put together to help instruct everybody to engage in safety uh, practices, that it be published, it be distributed to everybody, and it be posted in a prominent area so that there are no excuses. Because the goal is to keep everybody safe so that the project can move forward. Thanks, Andrew and Mark, for joining us. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. Our pleasure.